So today we're going to talk about prayer. And if you, and Pastor Mike's been talking about the New Life series. He's been talking about what happens when we give our life to Christ and these different things. Last week he talked on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And this week I'm going to talk about prayer. So they kind of joined together at some point in time. I want to explain to you guys a little bit more of my prayer journey because it's kind of been like pushed into high gear here this last about year or so. And I just want to share with you where I'm at and just encourage you today. And I'm I'm kind of hoping I'm going to shake things up a little bit for you guys and not just shake it up, but encourage you in your prayer walk on the way out. So when I shared my testimony last time, I did tell Pastor Mike I wasn't going to do another sermon. But when I was doing that sermon, I realized I didn't have time to talk about some of the prayer things in my life before. So I was like, oh, never mind. I do have another sermon on prayer. So I told him I'll I'll speak on prayer. So I have these things from my last testimony that kind of go in there about prayer. And I've got that all ready to go. And that's not what my sermon's on today. It's on prayer, but it's none of that stuff that I thought it was going to be. And it changed yesterday afternoon. So God has something for you today that's real special because I am a planner and I like things planned out and he is just pushing me out of my comfort zone. So here I am. So just know that God is showing up today. So God is working. He's here in my life and my testimony before. My prayer life was kind of like, oh, I'll pray if I need to. If I need something, I'm going to pray about it. Like I didn't take the time every day to pray. And I was reading a devotion one time and it said, are you treating prayer like a drive-through window? I was like, ouch, that kind of hurt. So it's like you're going up to the drive-through window and you're like, I'll take the healings. I'll take the good stuff in my life. I'll take the blessings, but I really don't want to put any time into it. So if you could just hand them over and I'll take them, I'll take them to go and see, see you later. And the trials, you can just keep those behind the window because I definitely don't want any of those. And I realized that I'm like, oh man, I think that's that's maybe where I was at with my prayer life. I wasn't actually digging into my prayer life. I was just doing it here and there, like praying what I wanted. I wasn't praying what God wanted. And so I'm going to take you guys on a little bit of a journey with me through how I've been pushed into prayer a little bit here in the last few years. So it all started with Pastor Mike and bringing up the Take Five. If you guys haven't done that, there's Take Five cards out there. And what you do is you take the card and you don't have to have the card to do it. You can do it on a piece of paper and you write five names down and you pray for those five people for five minutes a day for five days a week. And those are your people. Every single day you're praying for those people. And I realized when I started doing this take five list that I wanted more people on my list. So my list keeps growing. It's like a, I pray for this person for a while and then I feel like it's somebody else and I replace them with somebody else. So I have that initial take five But that take five list has changed things for me. There's somebody in my life who I couldn't be in the same room with, and I was nauseous and I was anxious and I didn't want to be in the same room with them. I would get sweaty and just like feel gross and like, Lord, why is this anxiety happening? I don't, I don't want it anymore. I don't want them to have this control over me. Can you please take it away? And I'd pray five minutes before I went into a meeting or if I knew I had to see this person, I'm like, Lord, can you please this time just not have this happen? And I'd walk in and it would happen again. I'm like, come on. And I got to the point where I was like, what is happening? Why can't I get past this? And then I put that person on my take five list and I pray blessings over them. I pray that God finds them and finds them in a way, you know, find somebody to bring light into their life too. And when I did that, 
I can now walk in a room with that person and not have any anxiety because God changed my heart along the way. He didn't just change that person. And there's hope for you if you have somebody in your life that's like that. I encourage you to put them on your take five list. Matthew 5, 44 says, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So God is telling us that he wants us to love them and pray for them because they're just as much a person as we are. They deserve it just as much as we do. And when we do that, something changes in our heart. So I encourage you to start take five. And I encourage you to put somebody on that list that maybe maybe you don't like, or maybe that just is mean to you, or you just don't get along with them. I encourage you to put them on that list. Take five will change your life if you continue doing it. And that's when my prayer life changed. And I started praying for people every day. You don't have to have this big, long prayer for somebody. Find scripture to pray over them or just pray over them. And just God knows. You know what they need today, Lord. Just give them that when they wake up in the morning. It doesn't have to be a 20-minute prayer. It can be quick prayers. It could be when you're driving in your car. You could just lift them up in prayer. It doesn't have to be anything too scheduled or, you know, sometimes I think we schedule things too much and then we don't get to it and then we forget about it. So just go with whenever you have time. And then about a year and a half ago, I hit a point where I saw so much random sickness. We got Daniel, Pastor Corey, and all the sickness and the doctors saying there's nothing they can do. There's other people in the church that were coming up to me saying, I have this, I have that. But the doctors say there's nothing they can do and they don't even know why I'm sick. And I just got to the point where I was like, I've had enough. You don't get to have our church anymore. We need more prayer in this church because it's not working. What we're doing right now is not working. We need more behind the scenes prayer. And that's what God put on my heart about a year and a half ago. And if you've ever seen The War Room, if you haven't, I say go watch it. It's a cool movie on prayer. And the lady goes in her room and she puts the post-it notes up on the wall about what she's praying for. And she just hides herself in the room and just connects with God in that room. And there's a point in the movie where she comes out in her house and she says, you have no more control over my family. You don't get my family. You don't get my kids. You don't get this house. And she's just mad. And she's like, this house is under new management right here, right now. You have no more control. And that's what I felt like in this church. There's, there's protection in this church. We need this. And I just felt like God needs to do something in this church. We need to put a stop to this. It needs to stop happening. And I would go to people and I'm like, I need to find somebody to partner along with me. So I'd go to people and I'd say, so this is what God's put on my heart. I'd explain the war room and how it came about. And they would be like, okay, all right. They're not the one. Okay, move on. And then I go to somebody else. I'm like, hey, did you guys hear? Have you saw the movie, The War Room? And explain to them again. And they're like, okay. And I'm like, they definitely don't have my excitement either. Okay. Am I ever going to find somebody who is just so excited as I am? Not that people thought it was a bad idea, but the excitement just wasn't there until one day when I found Angie. I even remember where she was standing when I saw her, but she was new to the prayer team. I had no idea who she was. Talked to her here and there about prayer and stuff like that. But on a personal level, I wasn't sure where she was at. I didn't know who she was really. And I just went up to her and I explained to her too, hey, this is what I'm thinking. We just need more prayer. And she was just as excited as me. And I was like, yes, Lord, you found somebody who, who wants to do this with me. And we partnered together and we started a prayer night. And that was about a year and a half ago. And we come here at the church we would just turn on worship music and we sit there and we pray. And then we come together at the end and we would pray over things. God would put burdens on our hearts or some nights we would come in here and he would just fill us up because we were empty. But we came into this room, not with our own agenda, but we wanted to do what God wanted to do. And he has been moving through that group throughout the last summer. 
I think there was like two people, sometimes maybe four would be our top people. And we didn't announce it to the whole church because we weren't 100% sure exactly what we were doing or why we were doing it. It was new. How do you even tell people about this? So we just let the prayer team know and a couple other people know. And so it'd be about four people on average that would come. And there were weeks where it was just me and Angie. And through the summer last week, it was just Angie. She, she held out here. And she's like, God put this burden on my heart and I'm not giving up. And she kept here through the summer. And this fall, somebody said, I think it was Pastor Mike said, why don't you guys make that a small group? And we're like, how does that work? So we kind of talked through the details and we decided, yeah, the, we'll make this a small group. And our group grew to about 20. And it's been amazing. We have average about 12 people that come and we just share these burdens that God put on us. We pray about it, but we come in this room without our own agenda. We come in and asking God what he wants from us. And there's just been times that God just moves in crazy ways. Back when it was just a couple of us, we come in the next week and we're like, guess what happened today? Guess what happened? And they're like, oh, somebody at Walmart, I saw them. And I just felt like God wanted me to go say hi. So I just went and said hi. And God was pointing out people to us that needed somebody maybe. And we were just doing these things out of obedience because we knew that's what God wanted. And God just kept showing up in these weird, like it felt strange because we're like, what? None of us talk to each other all week and we come together and we're like, guess what? And it was the same thing. And so God is moving right now. He just wants everybody else to be part of this too. And during these Tuesday nights, one of the things I had to let go of was I really, really wanted to preach and share my testimony, but I only wanted to tell my testimony. I didn't want to keep doing what I'm doing now. Like I said, God had different plans. So I felt like I was fighting to preach. I was checking off all these boxes, like, okay, I can do a one-minute blessing, but I definitely can't do that without being nervous, so I don't know what to do about that. Maybe I don't speak well enough, and just all these personal, fleshly things that I felt like I can never, ever reach the point of being up here and preaching. And so during those Tuesday nights, I just said, God, I don't, I don't know what to do anymore. I have done all I can in my flesh, and now I'm going to give this up to you, and you're going to have to make a way. If this is what you want for me, then you're going to have to get me there. I have no idea why Pastor Mike even asked me to share the first time, but I know it has to do with me just giving it up and saying, God, you're going to have to work on this. And Pastor Mike just came up to me and said, do you want to share the next time I'm gone? Yeah, let's do it. But I had two months to prepare and know that I was going to come up here and share. I had shared my testimony before, but I knew I wanted to be close to God and I wanted to share what God had put on my heart and not just what I wanted to share. So I knew at that point in time that I needed to get closer to God. For a long time, I thought I'm going to come in the sanctuary. I'm going to pray every day. And I, it was something I really wanted to do in the back of my mind, but I never had time for it. So when I found out I was going to share my testimony, I decided that was the time. I need to figure out how to get close to God. I need to figure out what I'm going to say, and I just need to do this. And so I started coming in the sanctuary and putting on worship music and just praying in the sanctuary, and God showed up. He would work things through me, and he got rid of these things, lots of these lies that were spoke over me, maybe that I wasn't able to preach up front or I wasn't good enough, but we're all good enough with his power when we have it. When I'm in here and I'm praying through all of this stuff, I'm realizing that my to-do list is still getting done. I'm giving up this time and I'm, I'm busy. I have like a long to-do list. So I come to church and I'm like, okay, I got to do this, this, and this, and this. But my to-do list is still getting done, even with giving up that time with God, because he rewards us for the time that we spend with him. And I think sometimes we get in that place of busyness that we forget 
or we just think that we just don't have time. And I was one of those people. I can attest to that. I just don't have time for that in my life. I have kids. I have all this going on. I can't, I just don't have time. But I promise you, he rewards you when you give up your time. So one of the challenges I have for you today is just to find a place to yourself. Sometimes maybe you have an open closet, maybe not. Maybe a bathroom, shut yourself in the bathroom. And you can tell your kids if you have kids, like mom just needs 20 minutes or 10 minutes, however long it can be that you can do it and just get closer to God. Or maybe in your car, spend an extra 10 minutes in your car. I've had some lots of powerful moments in my car by myself listening to worship music and just talking to God. But I challenge you to find that place that you can just spend time with him. Matthew 6, 6 says, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray for your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So he's telling you to find your place. And I think once we find that and we get into that, that's when God starts really moving in our lives. And I think sometimes we forget that there's a spiritual realm out there and it's not just here on earth. We're fighting these battles in our flesh. And that's what I was doing was fighting the battles in my flesh. I was trying to get my to-do list done and wanting to do all this stuff. But I forgot that there's this spiritual realm that we can tap into and that we need to keep fighting. And when Lori said we're going to war, it's in that spiritual realm. The war is here and we need to be battling in it. We need to be fighting in it. And one of the things I used to tell myself is I'm not a spiritual person. I can't be up on the prayer team because I'm not a spiritual person. And what I realized was that anybody can be a spiritual person. They just have to tap into it. You just got to ask God for it. You got to ask God to fill you up with it. And once I started doing that, ask God to use me, make me a vessel. That's when things really started changing in my life. So we're going to go to Galatians 5, 16 through 18. So I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. If you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. So our spirit and our flesh are at conflict with each other, and we can choose to follow our flesh, or we can choose to follow our spirit. And then we're going to go to Ephesians 6, 10 through 12. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against the flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So sometimes we forget that our battle is not here on earth. It is in the spiritual realm. So I am going to challenge you guys today to change your lives. Stop asking God for what you think you want or you think he wants for you and say, Lord, I'm open. I want you to make me a vessel. Whatever that means, Lord, I want to be a vessel for you. I want to change lives. I want to do things for people. I want people to see you in your light. And then he does things like he did for me. He worked through things and now I'm standing up here. I'm not supposed to be standing up here. What I pray for is not not what I'm doing right now. I'm the back behind the scenes person doing the details. I'm not up here doing this. (laughs) He will do things that you don't even understand. Why am I here? What road am I going on? You have to know that God has a plan for your life. I'm not a spiritual person. I was speaking that over my life. I'm not a spiritual person. Stop speaking those things over your life. It's there. It's for everybody. And we have so much division these days with so much stuff. And Pastor Mike did a sermon on baptism in the Holy Spirit. And some people say speaking in tongues 
you should speak in tongues if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. You shouldn't speak in tongues. And there's this controversy and this back and forth. Well, this person said this. Well, this person said this. And while we're fighting here, God is like, what are we doing? So what I encourage people to do that are struggling with that decision, is it for today? Is it for then? Or should I have it? And it's all this stuff because there's always somebody that believes something different. And what I tell people is stop listening to people and go to your quiet corner and say, God, I want to know. Is this for everybody? Is this for today? Because if it is, I want it. And that's what he, that's what I encourage you to do because you're always going to find somebody that goes against you or goes for you or however you want to go. You can always find somebody because there's so many different back and forth. So I encourage you to stop listening to this world and go, God, what is it? What do you want from me? Open yourself up to the spirit. The spirit is there and he's working today more than he's ever worked before. And when you start doing that, he starts doing crazy things in your lives. So I'm going to share a few stories with you. With the communion supplies, I don't know if any of you have heard this story. Easter Sunday, I find out on Tuesday that Pastor Mike wants to do communion for Easter because we did it last year. It was the first Sunday of the month and he really liked that aspect of it. But this year we're doing the communion with the, you know, the prepackaged. And to be able to do the old way, we need people to pass it out. I don't have people like scheduled for that. What am I going to do? And so I go online and I order communion supplies and I pay for two-day shipping. Okay, they're going to be here Friday. Everything's under control. We're all right because I'm the detail person. Like we got to get this going. And Friday comes and it says delivery delayed. It'll be here by 4 p.m. on Saturday. I'm like, okay, I can, I can still work with that 4 p.m. on Saturday. And so we do Saturday service. And every time I look at my phone, it's like 6 p.m. on Saturday, 8 p.m. on Saturday. And I was like, oh, come on. By the time the Saturday service ended, it was just like, it's delayed. There's no like time it's going to be here. It's just delayed. And I was like, seriously, there is my communion cups. I had like ordered like 500 communion cups. They are on a truck somewhere and I'm sure they're close. Like I really wanted to just go hunt down the truck. Like somebody give me UPS's number and I'm going to go get them. But I, you know, I was like, that's probably not a good idea. So I was just, you know, like, okay. So somebody that came to the Saturday night service had heard that we were short on communion supplies and said, I have a few at home. And she got a way to get it somebody else and get it here for by the service. And for Easter, we have three services. Well, I need to back up a little bit here. I went to Walmart in the morning to get communion supplies just in case. I was like, I'll get it, do it the old school way. I got this. So I go get the supplies and I get in my van and I go, no, Lord, I'm not doing this. I am not getting these communion supplies ready. I am going back to church and I'm believing because you want communion on Easter that there's going to be communion supplies for everybody that shows up. In the Bible, you make fish and loaves last for 5,000 people, right? used to be like, you people are crazy. Let's think like this. And now I'm one of the crazy people that's like, yeah, we're going to have enough communion supplies. So I come back to church and I was like, okay, put it in the kitchen. And I'm telling people that come, I'm like, guess what? We don't have enough communion supplies, but God's going to supply. And they're like, okay, all right, I'll stand with you on that one. I'm like, okay. And then there's other people that are like, so uh, do you think you should go get some communion supplies ready? Like, just in case. And I was like, nope, I am not going in that kitchen to get those communion supplies ready. I'm standing on the fact that we're going to have enough. And we get to the third service and you look at the table and you're like, (laughs) I hope we have enough. And I still didn't go in the kitchen and get it. And as the people were coming in and people were coming in, everybody got in and you looked at the table and I was like, kind of looks like the same amount. 
when we started. And so, of course, you know, we're numbers people. So me and Trinette are like, well, how many did we have? How many did people were here? And, you know, let's subtract out the kids because we keep track of all that stuff. And we had enough communion supplies for all three services. And 100 people would have had to not do communion that weekend to make it last the way it did. And I can tell you watching people walk in, there wasn't 100 people that didn't do communion that weekend. God made those supplies last. And I know it sounds crazy. And it sounds like, well, he can't do that, but he did. He showed up that day and those communion supplies last for that three services and we had extras. It's kind of like the loaves and fishes, they had extra when they were done too. And like, what is happening? So God is moving today and I feel like I've turned into one of those crazy people. <laughs> like people are like, what is wrong with her? And I was like, yeah, we've got this people, come on. So that that's, yeah, that's who I am today. <laughs> and so there's another thing that happened like two weeks ago with the baptism. It was Monday and I was like, yeah, I don't think this baptism is happening this week. And I just felt something in my spirit say the baptism isn't happening. You just should have saw me. I'm like, got waters, putting them in the fridge. And I was like, I really don't want to get ready for this, but I can't not be ready for a baptism with 200 people here. And I'm the one that gets the pulled pork ready and everything else. And I, so I'm doing the pulled pork and I'm like, man, something isn't sitting right. It's not, it's not going to happen. And then we get to Saturday night and people are like, yeah, I'm praying for the storms to move. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like, I don't, like, okay. And then Saturday night, I was like, Lord, I, I just feel in my spirit the baptism's not supposed to happen. If it's not supposed to happen, will you please let it rain early so I don't have to get everything ready and have it go through all the work and then have it be canceled at five o'clock? Like, could you just do that for me if that's your will? And it started raining at like noon. I was like, <laughs> sorry, people. And it was just one of those moments where I was like, thank you, Lord. And people were coming up to me afterwards and they were like, so I really hope the rain goes away for the baptism. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm just really feeling like it's not going to happen. And I was just like, I don't know what it is. But sometimes I think we get this feeling like Satan's in the way and he's trying to stop the baptism. And I don't feel like this was what it was with this baptism. I feel like God's got a bigger plan for the baptism where we just weren't ready yet. I feel like it's going to be our biggest baptism yet. I feel like there was people that still needed to decide, I want to be baptized. If you're in this room and you've been baptized as a child and you don't remember, and maybe you're just like, this is my time. I want to be baptized and I want to come out a new person because I think there's going to be something that happens that day when people go under the water and come back up. P stuff is going to be broken off of people. People are going to be healed. Stuff is going to happen that day. So if you want to be baptized, you put your name on that list. doesn't matter if you're baptized two years ago. I don't care. Things are going to change. I'm telling you, I, I know people think I'm crazy. You guys can think I'm crazy if you want. It's okay because when God shows up, you guys are going to be like, oh yeah, now I see what she's saying. So if you're wondering about baptism or if you're like, I don't understand what that means or if you're like, I want this new life that everybody's talking about, and I just want to make that declaration on that day, just sign your name up over there. Let's do it. Let's just do this because it's going to be a new wave of people coming through. People are going to camp. They're being baptized in the Holy Spirit. These teenagers like never before. Like God right now, he's on the move. Kids from kids camp, I think we're coming back baptized in the Holy Spirit. Like, what is happening? God is moving right now. He is changing things. And you guys are going to start to see some crazy stuff because he's ready to move. He's ready to get you guys out of your seats. And he, 
And then I'm going to share one more story about this week with, which is such a crazy little thing, but we're doing mega camp and I'm shopping for stuff and I go every single day to the store because, you know, I cannot get my life together this week. And I was like, okay, go to the store again. And so I go on Wednesday and I'm getting the snack for Thursday and it's ice cream and bananas. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get the ice cream. I should go get the bananas. Don't buy the bananas. I was like, why, why, Lord, why don't I, why, I want to buy the bananas today. I don't want to come back to the store tomorrow. And like, it's like this fight with my flesh. Like I really should go buy those bananas. And I was like, I really feel like I shouldn't. And it was just this weird, odd feeling of I shouldn't buy the bananas. And I was like, fine, Lord. And I check out and I was like, I guess I'll buy the bananas tomorrow. And I get to my car and I get a text message. Hey, I got some bananas and I got a case for you. Do you guys want some? And I was like, what? <laughs> like, are you for real right now? And it's just like, every time this happens to me, I'm like, I don't understand. Why is God using me like this? It's because I've tapped into the spirit. I have come close to his spirit. And it's not because I'm better than anybody else. It's not because I'm doing things better than everybody else. You guys can get this too. It doesn't have to be just me. You guys can have it too. It doesn't have to be just me. I want you guys to be so close to God that you're having a conversation with him, that you're like, Lord, I don't know what's happening. You, you know, we talk back and forth, like with the bananas. I was like, why, Lord? And then there's times where you're like, Lord, I don't understand what is happening. Why are you doing this? Why is this happening in my life? What is going on? Why are you not doing this for me? Notice how I say for me. It's because we have those prayers. Instead, let's turn our prayers and say, Lord, I don't know what's going on in this situation, but I know you have a plan and I'm gonna stand in faith and I'm going to boldly say, I know you have a plan. It's stepping out in faith and saying that stuff about that baptism. You know, like it sounds crazy. It sounds weird. But I'm stepping out in faith and knowing that God has a plan in it and that he's going to change people that day. And then I have another challenge for you. Social media is one of those things these days that I just shake my head at. I love it for being able to find friends and keeping up with family and far away. But the division that it's causing right now is so hard to watch. And so I have a challenge for you guys today. Stop fighting in your flesh. Let your spirit do it. When you go on social media and you see a meme that's like, I am for this and got this, instead of commenting back, pray for that person. If everybody did that, instead of commenting back and saying, well, I believe this, so you can do this, pray for that person. Because people are seeing that, people are looking at you and going, what is she doing? What are they doing? What is he doing? And it's causing more hurt, pain, and division. And we don't need that right now. We need prayer more than ever before. We need people to step up and pray. So stop fighting. We fight in our flesh. Well, I believe in this. Well, I believe in that. I believe in gun control. Well, I don't. And it's like this back and forth battle. But what's the end game? Is the end game here on earth? It's not. We forget what we're fighting for. We're fighting in the spiritual realm and the battle's already been won. He is calling us up to war right now because things are changing and Satan doesn't like it. He doesn't want our kids to rise up and be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I don't even know what's going to happen at youth group if half the youth group is baptized in the Holy Spirit, but man, things are going to happen. And that's what's happening right now. Your kids are going to come home baptized in the Holy Spirit from kids' church because it's just, that's what's going on right now. And it's just, it's crazy and fun to watch, but we have to join. We have to be leaders. We have to pray. We have to get in touch with the Spirit. And when we get so close to the Spirit, sometimes things look a little different. This is my trip to Florida in February. 
I was part of my small group on Tuesday nights, and I was like, you guys, can you pray for me for good roads, easy roads, uh, you know, the way is just so easy, and I'm praying, and then we get an hour into our trip at like three in the morning, yep, fresh coat of snow, and it was deep snow, there wasn't a plow in sight, there wasn't a car in front of us, and here's my conversation I have with God, are you for real? Like, I am closer to you than I have ever been in my life. And this is what you give me? And I'm like, I don't understand. And I'm having this conversation with him in my head. And I'm like, why didn't you show up? And I'm hurt and I'm angry and I'm frustrated. And that's how easy Satan can make us think God didn't show up. And here's my conversation with God. Has it been scary? No. Have you slipped at all? No. Well, how fast are you going? Oh, about 55. Oh, so you're, you're doing okay? Oh man, like, thanks for calling me out, Lord. Thanks for calling me out. He's like, I am here. You can look at your circumstances in front of you and think I'm not here, but I am. He is there, whether your circumstance is you need a healing or you need deliverance, you know, whatever you need in your life. And you're going down this road and you're like, God, where are you? I don't think you showed up. He's like, I'm here. I'm here. You need to tap into the spiritual realm because when you do that, he starts building on things. He starts getting you closer to him and things start happening. Changes start happening. And that's what he wants from us today. He wants us to stand up and be people of prayer and people that go in the Bible and say, this is what I'm standing on. I'm standing on the truth that what you did in the Bible back then is what you're going to do now. And it's hard sometimes to be bold like that. But when you come into his spirit, he starts showing you things like never before. Let me tell you, it's just crazy. It's, it's kind of a fun ride. I just kind of chuckle now. I was like, <laughs> people talk about things and I was like, stop it. Cause it's exactly what God puts on my heart and they'll come up and say it to me. And it just makes me laugh now because I'm like, you, you're right, God. You're right there. You're working. You're calling your people up. You want them to be in the spirit and be there with you. So I am challenging you guys today to change your prayer lives. And I know some of you guys already do this, but he's just calling on us right now to get closer to him. I started thinking last night after I shared last night, where were Daniel in the lion's den? How close was he to God? For him to come up and go, you can throw me in that lion's den because I know who my God is. And it doesn't matter. Like he didn't just get his faith that day. He worked on his faith to get there. David and Goliath, for him to be able to walk up to that giant and be like, bring it. My God's bigger. He didn't just walk up there that day and have the faith that day. He was so close to God. He had so much time with God that he knew his God was bigger than any situation he was in. His God was bigger than that giant calling him out. Your giants in your life are going to try to call you out and say, I'm bigger than him. No, you're not. Back away. When you start going through this, Satan's going to come at you in every way he can. He's going to tell you you can't do it. You're not worth it. He's going to, you know, maybe random things happen to you. Yesterday when I was getting ready for my sermon, I kept having a shooting pain in my leg and I was, it was like making me like fall over. And I was like, what is happening? And so I told a few people, I was like, okay. And I was like, I'll stand up there bent over and preach this message today. I It's not stopping me. Keep on going. And by like three o'clock yesterday, it just went away and it hasn't been back. Like he's going to try to stop us in these ways. We just have to keep fighting and stop fighting in our flesh. Our flesh is going to want to do one thing, but our spirit is telling us to do another thing. Base your prayers on his word, not your circumstances. So many times we just keep looking at our circumstances and keep asking God what he wants to do, not what we want to do. I'm going to read Galatians 5, 16 through 18 again. So I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. 
They are in conflict with each other, so they do not do whatever you want. But if you're led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Remember, there is a spiritual part of this. Remember that our flesh is going to want one thing, and our spirit might want another, and that we need to get closer to God to know what the Spirit wants, because our flesh is going to want to keep fighting that. If you're wondering, what is this all about? How do I get closer to God? What do I do? We have a Holy Spirit night coming up, and it's a time where you can come, and you can be in this sanctuary, and you just can get closer to God, and you just say, Lord, I want it. Whatever you have for me, I'm here for you today. And you just lay it all at the cross and say, Lord, I want you to use me. And that's being vulnerable, because sometimes He moves you in places that you didn't know you were going to go. But I encourage you to get to that Holy Spirit night and see what's going on. We have a Tuesday, our Tuesday night small group. It's not a small group anymore. We just keep going with it, our prayer night. If you're wondering, this week we're going to be down at Veterans Park praying over the Wood City Music Festival down there. But after that, we're going to be back here. It's a good time to come and just to press in and kind of see what prayer is all about. We can help you if you have questions. We're here for you. But God is calling us to stand up. He's calling us to fight this fight in a different way. This fall, we're going to do a small group in our Tuesday nights that talks about the Holy Spirit and getting more power. Because the Holy Spirit is here. He wants to help us. He has always been here. If you say you're not a spiritual person, stop telling yourself that. You can tap into it just like I did. You can join me on this crazy ride because it's been so fun. (laughs) I just smile and laugh because this is God working through me right now. So don't leave this room today if God has put something on your heart. God is ready to start healing people. He's ready to start breaking chains off. He's ready to make you a new person. He's ready to break down all the lies that you've been believing. He wants his people to stand up. If everybody in this room started tapping into the spiritual aspect of it and making prayer a priority, lives are going to be changed because you guys are going to start walking out there and seeing people differently. So I encourage you today, don't walk out of here without being changed. Let God stir in your heart. So let's just pray. Lord, I thank you. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for your presence. I pray whatever you put on somebody's heart that you continue stirring it. I pray that there's going to be revival when people walk up and just tap into that spirit. I pray that you're going to show up in each one of their lives and show them who you really are and show them what can really be done when they walk with you. Lord, we just thank you for that. We praise you for that. And we just bless everybody as they leave today. In Jesus' name, amen.